With us today is Zach Williams, a star reporter for the New York Post, doing reporting on Albany that so many things are happening. Uh, Zach Williams, there's so many things happening in Albany, I don't know where to start. And I understand <laughs> the Speaker of the Assembly doesn't like you. Why? You're a nice guy. Well, it's, it's a real shame that the that Speaker Carl Hasty has decided to boycott the New York Post um, over some, you know, the, the editorial board. They wrote wrote about his position on Raise the Age and this uh, criminal justice reform that went into effect a couple of years ago. And there are some arguable defects. And the speaker really took offense to it and decided to take it out on me. I wanted to ask him a question or two at some recent gaggles about some other parts of criminal justice reforms in the budget, charter schools, and a couple little power plays he's doing with his own chamber's rules, but he wasn't having it. He says it's not uh, personal, but, you know, um, I think editorial boards, you know, ought to, you know, if he's got an issue with them, he ought to take it up with them and just let, you know, reporters uh, ask the questions. But uh, if he wants to join us on the high road moving forward, uh, we'd be uh, happy to uh, work with them to, uh, you know, just kind of get back to doing the job. I had um, but, Speaker Hasty on my radio show a few years ago, and I like the guy. He's a very nice man. Uh, he's a Star Trek fi- uh, fan, which uh, makes him a friend of mine because I always liked Star Trek. But, but uh, my only problem is that I felt that uh, some of his assembly members that uh, uh, are very soft on crime, I'm upset about that because... For whom do the bells toll? I keep saying this. The violent criminals or the eight and a half million New Yorkers that want to be safe? What say you? Well, I'll say to anybody that's upset with coverage in the New York Post, you know, just bring it up. Let's argue it on the merits. And, you know, if he's got issues with my reporting, let's hear it. But as far as I know, you know, his only beef is with the editorial board. And, you know, I'm not a member of that. I'm just the guy up there in the halls asking questions. You're absolutely correct. broader issues with the speaker um you know separately um members of the legislative correspondence association have also raised you know the issue of you know the time has come to go back to the pre-pandemic norms in terms of press access in the chambers you know there's certain areas where we used to be able to go COVID hit rightfully they said you can't go there we got to control the virus etc but it's three years later and it's time to restore that as well that's a separate issue um, you know, the, um, then, you know, his his issues with the New York Post. But at the same time, you know, the, the speaker has numerous opportunities right now to really demonstrate his commitment to transparency and an open press. And, um, you know, I, for one, am just uh, looking forward to when he, you know, starts taking questions from me again. And like I said, I like the guy. He's a very nice guy. All I want is law and order. That's all I want. There's so many other things going on. The budget. What the heck is going on with the budget? Does, does Governor Hochul realize she has a lot of power over the legislature on the budget? It's always hard to say with this governor of ours, what are we going to do with her? Because she has so many fights going on, left, right. You know, all of this is happening um, within the context of this, this battle for the nomination of Hector LaSalle. But separately, you know, she's, she's taken on the progressive... <laughs> The progressive left over charter schools, angering the you know one of the few unions, United Federation of Teachers, that wasn't already 
against her for the, the LaSalle nomination. So she's got to fight with them, one of the most powerful unions now in the state. And then separately towards her political right, she's got to fight uh, these suburban Republicans that are up in arms over her housing plan and the idea that Albany should be able to set percentage um, targets for increasing their housing supply. You know, Hochul is proposing, hey, every municipality downstate has to increase their housing by 3% each year. And a separate proposal says, you know, if within areas, um, within a half mile of transit stations, you know, you even got to increase housing even more. Now they say it usurps local control, the governor says, I'm not telling you how to do it. It's just we got to meet these goals and we need housing, which everyone seemingly agrees. But, you know, suburbanites surely do not like to be told what to do <laughs> in Albany. And by the way, they hate her proposal for the, to increase that commuter tax. You know, of all the things for her to bring up, she, you know, in the budget, she's proposing to increase this, um, you know, what Republicans once called the commuter tax, which is, you know, put on employers for people that uh, com- you know commute into the city. Now, if you got uh, a long memory like mine, you might recall that this is precisely the tax that killed Senate Democrats like ten years ago and cost them a state Senate majority. Well, so, I remember you know, it killed my, one of my best friends uh, was uh, Spano, who was the uh, Westchester County Executive, and he didn't. Re- he they they tried to put Section Eight uh, housing, I believe, in Westchester. He lost the election. I was standing next to him. He never realized that was such a big issue. Well, and that's, you know, there's there's good policy and there's good politics. And we can argue about, what, you know, what is good policy. But I think at the very least, everyone agrees we need more housing downstate. Population increasing, there's shortage, prices are crazy. You know, obviously developers want to build. Um, and it's just, you know, really hard at times, you know, at the local level to, you know, find the right place where you can actually make it happen practically without politicians, you know, being willing to uh, take some risks. Now, Hochul, to her credit, is definitely taking some risks here, you know. You need common well, sense. And, and Hochul is already elected to a four-year position, so is she, ta- is she taking uh, advantage of that? You know, she's the governor, and, <laughs> and that's what governors are wont to do. I would just say, you know, while I think the – Suburban critics um, have some legitimate grievances. Um, you know, you've got to keep in mind just how little amount of housing in places like Long Island has been built by these local uh, municipalities. You know, if, if the existing rules and status quo were so great for housing, we wouldn't have a housing crisis. Everyone agrees we got that. So something's got to change. And the governor, for her part, is proposing something. And, you know, it seems like in politics, if you're angering someone, you're probably doing at least something right, but we'll see how right she is in the weeks ahead. I understood. Uh, we got a minute left. Anything else uh, uh, you want to tell the people? Well, I would just say, you know, keep an eye on, you know, um, Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty and State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and how they might or might not team up in the coming weeks as we approach that April 1st state budget deadline. You know, the governor has a lot of power, but it's pretty tough for a governor to take on a united legislature, especially when they got super majorities that can override her veto. But that requires all the Democrats to row together. And uh, history shows how uh, how tough it is sometimes for Democrats to get along. 
Well, Zach Williams, uh, star reporter, editor, and all of the above for the New York Post uh, reporting on Albany. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you again soon. And tell us, you're almost in the New York Post every day, so if somebody wants to catch up with you on a daily basis, they just go to New York Post and uh, read your columns. Zach reports with an H. Thank you so much, and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks so much, Jen. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.